Let's Manifest, the podcast where we allow our magic, feel our passion, live our love. And now your host, Joanne Morton, the positive energy artist. Hi, everybody. It's me again, Joanne Morton, the host of Let's Manifest, the podcast that gives you a zip zap of positive energy. Today is episode 23. And my special guest is Dorothy Odell. We had an amazing conversation. We talked about her book, her nonprofit, um, Veterans, how we need to support veterans. And there's an opportunity to enter a raffle. Be sure to look at the show description and read all about her and just enjoy the conversation. And, you know, remember that we all are doing an amazing job being ourselves, taking a breath, and remembering to allow your magic, feel your passion, live your love. So enjoy the conversation with Dorothy. I'm back. This is Joanne, the positive energy artist, and you are listening to Let's Manifest, the podcast to give you a zip zap of positive energy. I am so excited to be talking to my special guest star today. Um, Dorothy Odell is a woman that I met through LinkedIn. Gotta love LinkedIn. Yay. Shout out for LinkedIn. And she invited me to be, I might've invited myself. I don't know, but my very first podcast guest was on her podcast, Unstoppable Overcomers. So um, Dorothy, thank you so much for being a special guest star today. (laughs) My pleasure, Joanne. It's it's always a pleasure speaking with you. Thank Uh, you. We need to do it more often besides on podcasts. Okay. Yes. (laughs) I think I can agree to that. Yes, I think so too. Um, And I want to just kind of, you know, one of the things I like to talk about is manifesting, but I just, just, just popped in my head. I love that for me, and I I have a feeling it's working for you too. We are manifesting amazing people to connect with from all over the world to talk to through LinkedIn. Absolutely. Absolutely. LinkedIn is like a magical world all of its own. It's like the magical unicorn. It is. It is. I know. I know. I, I really think it is. And I'm so grateful that we're able to have um, really um, deeper, authentic conversations about what it means to navigate this world and become business owners. Um, so really quickly, what inspired you to create your podcast? And and you've been doing it for over a year now, right? It's been a couple, it's been a yeah, while. Yeah, it's been about a year. Uh, in May, it was a year. And okay. so what I, I originally had wrote my life story um, uh, back in, uh, it was republished in January of 2021. And, um, you know, it's, it's about overcoming. And I, there's a lot of things that I've overcome in my life. And, and it, I've been connecting with all these people about my book and, and hearing other people's amazing stories of overcoming and transformation and things like that. And I thought, well, 
you know, why don't I just have my own show? You know, at the time there was so many LinkedIn lives going on and I thought, well, what's one more, right? So I, um, and I was, my show is different than everybody else's show that was on there because I, it's just not everybody talks about overcoming and with it being in the pandemic, um, it was really, people needed hope and people needed um, to hear positive stories. So it was soothing for me to interview these people so, and having them share their story. Um, so it, that's, that's basically what it all came down to. It was just like giving people hope, uh, connecting with these amazing people and just going after it, right? So uh, yeah, that's what made me decide to do that. That's amazing. And I love that you do it live too. I'm still haven't done it yet live, but I'm, I'm working on it. I'm going to work on it. Um, and so what's the name of your book? Uh, the Overcomer, Facing Challenges with Faith and Courage. And how many pages is it? I believe it's like 141 pages. So okay. it's not that long. You could get through it in a day. <laughs> okay, that's still good. So, I mean, I'm very inspired that you completed a book, you published it. Um, what did you need to do to move to to put it on paper and get it get it finished right well here's the amazing part so for i i knew that i should have wrote it and for five years i put it off and i was just like no one's gonna want to listen to my sob story you know it's just not um it, and being the person that i was and and so you know overcoming bullying low self-esteem family trauma, um, you know, fam, uh, including the suicide of my uncle, it was just something that it's, it's not one of those pretty stories. I mean, it has an amazing ending. Well, amazing ending to this far anyways, uh, you know, overcoming all that and finding a guy that not only will put up with my crap, but you know, I put up with his too. So, um, yeah. and it's, a, it's a balance, right. And finding that balance in life and finding, um, it just finding everything around that. And, and we all go through things, yeah. but it was just, um, and sometimes it's a moment to moment cakewalk. I'm not going to lie. There were moments that I would have a friend on the other line and she'd be just like, just breathe, you know, just breathe your way through this day. Hey, I lasted 10 more seconds. Hey, I lasted another hour. Hey, I lasted through this. And um, I didn't realize just, and I didn't even realize exactly what, to me, it was just a natural state. My entire life has been a natural state of chaos. So yeah. to me, I thought that was normal. And uh, come to find out it's not normal. And- uh, <laughs> Or it shouldn't be normal. It shouldn't be normal, right? It shouldn't be normal. And so therefore I just, you know, went with it and, um, and God said, I, and then I said, well, I don't have any time. And so the pandemic hit and God says, well, now you have time. Yeah. So I wrote it and I just sat down and, and basically once I sat down in front of the computer and just allowed myself to go, um, it was, I had it done within three months. The writing, it was the easy part. It's getting it out there in front of people, sharing it is the harder part, um, you know, and especially someone who's shy and, and was introverted, like. I didn't want to be center of attention. So yeah, so it's writing, it was easy. And uh, 
yeah, the rest is, is been, uh, I could write a book on the challenges of getting it out to front of people, right? <laughs> that might so. be the next book. Yeah. No, I think that's really good um, that you said that it, writing it was easy um, because I think writing is such a, even whether or not you pr- publish it or not, but journaling and writing is such a way for healing. It's really, and I can see, um, I didn't know you before then, but no, I see you now. I can see how by putting it on paper and releasing it into the world, you're kind of even, if I may, so releasing some of the shame that held you back because you had what you thought was a normal life and it wasn't. And so, yeah, releasing the shame. And not being ashamed of having shame. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, I journaled a lot. And so I kept all those journals. I still have them. Yeah. They're either up in the attic or somewhere in my office here. Um, and so I would reference, go back, because, you know, sometimes when you go through things, you're really, you feel a certain way to what it really happened. And then your memories are completely different or could change. Let's put it that way. So I wanted to make sure because, well. I didn't exactly name names. I changed the names of the people. Right, right, protect, of course. To protect. Right, yeah. Me, but absolutely yeah. then. Yeah, um, right. Going right. And plus, it's your story, you know, and everyone has different memories of different things. So right. this is your story, I know. Um, that's funny. Um, when did you start writing in journals? Do you... Oh, boy. Good question. I think it was probably when I was in the middle of my abusive relationship, I was, I I had found God in when I was in that relationship. So I think that was probably one of the things that my mentors at that time had said to do, you know, so I, I believe, so that would have been, oh my gosh, 10, 15 years ago. Okay. So in your Uh, early thirties, early thirties. Yeah. Early thirties. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have, I have a big bin of journals as well. And I started writing journals in my, um, 20, when I was in my freshman year in college and, and I've kept on, and then there have been moments where I've written a lot more. And honestly, I'm working on starting to write again, because I would say for about two or three years, the last couple of years, um, I was kind of, I was, I don't, I don't want to say a word afraid to journal, but I knew there was every resistance, you know, and we have to push through that resistance. But um, it's, I think it's so important. To, I like keeping my journals because I've had friends in the past where they've burned them all. And I'm like, oh, uh, I think I'll burn them. You, you know, when I get cremated, burn my journals. <laughs> yeah. Or bury yeah. them with me because, <laughs> or they can make a good mini series, you know. <laughs> Well, that, that's funny that you said that because why not make that mini series while we're alive, right? So yeah. why not? That's the next thing. Um, I haven't put this out into the universe yet, Ooh. but I know my business partner and I were talking about doing a documentary on ourselves, you know, how we got from point A to point B um, in this journey that we call life, you know, how, how did I, how did I make the biggest, largest production company in the world? Well, it started in this amazing small 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 bedroom um right and so you know just going with that and and now you just gave me another boy you've given me two two ideas this morning already (laughs) um that you know using those journals for 
um, for something better instead of just sitting there collecting dust. Yeah, I actually, um, in my, one of my things that I did with my journals was I had these uh, set of affirmation art cards are not my, they're not in front of me, but I had like, I like to write, I'm a, I love affirmations. And so in some of my journals, I'm always like, you know, do what you're most afraid of, you know, believe you can. And, you know, going through a heartbreak, being in love once means you can fall in love again, you know, falling in love needs to happen often. So I took all those sayings and actually made these little kind of like flashcards for myself. And then they're also available on my website if people want to buy them for themselves. Um, Because I think, and I also feel like um, your journals are your best place to find how to heal whatever's hurting you. It, they really are. You are your best coach. Mm-hmm. You are your, you are the guru of your life, you know, whether or not you claim it or not. Um, so what is your business with your business partner? So that is, like I said, um, the running the largest production company in the world. So that is what we're doing is we're transforming the live shows and we are, um, and we're also in the process of pitching one of our series to a syndicated um syndicated what do you call that network there we network there we go uh because i believe it's important like right now i the last six months we've been doing a lot of work with veterans a lot and um to the point that we decided to co-chair a veteran organization at lakeland and so um to me these every single veteran that we've had on our show has had some kind of um, all but one has their own organization um, to help other veterans with their PTSD, uh, suicidal tendencies, their ADHDs, I guess is what they call them. So we want to, I want to put those organizations national. And so in order to do that, you know, you, you got to have your production company and, and yeah. things like that. Yeah as well so that's part of it and so part of it is the shows and 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 getting um you know them produced and things like that to another to the next scale uh we also i also do offer book reviews and i just recently uh, also started doing book launches so yes we have this labor of love and then what right you we have no idea we just we're writers. We don't know how to, you know, publish it or publish it and get it out to the world. So using my year and a half experience of getting my own labor of love out and all the mistakes that I made, I now help save people from those mistakes. And so I um, have put together a 12 week program to help the new author to launch their book out there to the world and have it be successful instead of sitting on a shelf somewhere collecting dust. <laughs> I love that. I have two people that I might have to reach. I might have to um, introduce you to. Um, yeah, that is, I think it's so important to teach what we've learned and, um, and going back to veterans. I'm so grateful that you're doing that. Um, and I, uh, there, we just, it's, you know, veterans, people who have put their, oh, to do with the work that they've done and then to come back and not be supported makes yeah. no sense. And you can see, you can, you know, that they obviously need support if these people are creating their own organizations to support, you know, right. 
Right. And um, and when you were talking about doing, I can already see, you know, on, on you know a Netflix series or an Amazon series or you know you know seven or eight parts where each episode you're talking about and giving highlight and voice to that different organization would make really good TV, really good streaming, you know, right. and and bring it out to the forefront too because even on the news you don't really you just I I hate when they say this you know, two, you know, 20 um, troops were killed. They don't say people, they say troops. Mm -hmm. And the troop is a person. It took me a long time to figure that out. You know, they don't, we don't humanize the people, you know, the military soldiers or whatever you want to call them. And so we need to humanize them. And so we need to be putting the veterans front and center in our, in our, in our, in our hearts. Well, considering when I, when I first heard about it, we were losing 22 a day to suicide, 22 veterans a day. Now we're up to 28. So we have all these amazing things going on, but the thing of it is, so, okay. I don't work for the government, just putting that disclaimer out there. But um, when we train these men and women to kill because they're killing for our country, they're killing for us. We should also be training them okay, you're going to see this and this is how you, this is what you need to do so that it doesn't traumatize you for your, the rest of your life, right? So we, we're not setting our veterans or our troops or our men and women in uniform up successfully. This goes for first responders. This goes for our, our military veterans. The more I get involved in, in, in this, they're not being set up successfully at all. No. You know, I, I, an officer I had on my show, Mr. Jonathan Kahuli, he, he um, his wife couldn't get through her head. Like he just come home from a 12 hour shift. Yes, she's been at home with the babies all day. All he wants, yes, he desperately wants to spend time with his wife and his kids, but he wants a shower first to wipe all that grime that he just spent 12 hours witnessing, you know, a baby being beaten, a wife being beaten, a husband being stabbed, all of this 12 hours, he wants to come home, have a shower. And then yes, he wants to pick up his family. We need to train our military and first responder wives and, and yeah. husbands. We need to train all of them to say, hey, this is what your spouse needs when they walk through that door. Yeah. And we also need to train our military and first responders and that, that okay, yeah. this is what happened. So at the end of the day, right. let's debrief and, and clear you of, right. of what it is you just witnessed, right? So they don't have that. They don't yeah. have that. They're not being, they're just like, here you go. Go out on your next day, go kill somebody else or, yeah. you know, go defend your yeah. country yeah. or go do this. So, yeah. 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 Do your job. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, that makes perfect sense to me. It's all about um, supporting each other. You know, yes. if you want someone to do the job, you have to support them in all, in all areas. So um, it makes perfect sense. And, and, and it's also, you know, it's not sustainable if you don't. So we're feeling the effects of bad management, poor right. management. Um, I've been saying this recently, our leaders have limiting beliefs you know, we, we, in this, you know, self-help world, we talk about, you know, you got to get rid of your limiting beliefs. And yet so many of our, you know, and have, they have limiting beliefs where they don't have enough. And, you know, it's just, we gotta, oh my goodness. But, you know, I, 
sometimes it can get overwhelming. But then when we have conversations with people like you, we're doing the best we can. Yes. You know, and people are stepping up. Yes. And people want to support each other. Yes, we want to support, but then I've also just came in contact with somebody who is running like a telehealth for veterans. And so to bring on, to switch a veteran from one practitioner to another, they have to wait 120 days. In 120 days, you know how many times that person has thought of suicide? You know how many, we, we lose 28 a day. So 128 times 28, hello, we could do better. We could do better. And this is we coming from the We can definitely do better. <laughs> don't make it so complicated. Why did right? life become so complicated? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know. Oh. I don't know if it's all about just lining know. the people's one pockets. Of, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's such, it's just whatever. I know one of my favorite movies is Dave with Kevin Klein and Sigourney Weaver. And have you ever seen that movie? Do you know what it's yeah. about? Dave is a, identical to a president, to the current president. The president has a heart attack, so he has to go, and he, they can't let the people know that the president's incapacitated. So they find this lookalike to come in and act as him. And of course, you know, he falls in love with Sorgini Weaver, the first wife that has a bad relationship with the husband. But he brings his accountant friend to the, um, the cabinet, and his accountant friend says, okay, this is what we could do to fix the budget. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's an amazing movie if you like Kevin Klein. It's yeah. And it takes it does take an outsider though to see how to fix the problems. Yes, it you know? does. It it does. And I believe like uh, where I work, we switched up um, accountants. We do it every five years because somebody may have, you know, will catch a mistake maybe not a mistake but maybe that person didn't know so you you know and you know I, I hear a lot of businesses uh you know if somebody has a job like 20 different jobs and they're like 40 years old or something like that is frowned upon but the thing of it is if it, it stays it keeps you fresh yeah you know and so there's a good side of that and there's a good side of having a second set of eyes on something because I'm the first to tell you that I sometimes get in my box and it's hard to get out of my box, you know? Um, so, and like we talked about this morning, you know, when I was talking with my friends, giving me ideas to think outside of my box, which is what was completely needed. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's no, there's no shame in having someone check your work because we're, we're, we're human, you know? Perfection is something that we can be, but it doesn't have to be, you know, it's okay. If it's not perfect, we can fix it. Exactly. Everything is fixable. Everything is fixable if we try. Wow. Okay. So let us take a quick water break because it's important to drink our water. So don't go away. I'll be right back with Dorothy. And we're back. Part two, my favorite part of the show. So if you're a first time listener, welcome, welcome. Long time listeners, thank you so much for following me. But I have been working with the words magic, passion, love since 2004. These words came to me when I was walking my dog down Avenue A in the East Village in Manhattan. And I didn't know that they would become my mission, my vision, my my, my mantra for life. And it's taken me, you know, since 2004 to just 
um, keep refining what it means to have magic, passion, love in my life. And um, magic, passion, love is a definition is it's a renewable, sustainable, positive energy source found within all of us. And when used, life feels good. So when you allow your magic, feel your passion and live your love. Wow. And the world needs your wow. So, <laughs> but these words are very common. Magic, passion, love. We all have definitions. And so I like to ask my special guests to define what magic, passion, love is to them and how they use it in their life. So wow. Dorothy. Well, the, you know, the, as you were saying that, the first thing I thought of was that movie Eat, Pray, Love. Eat, yeah, Eat, Pray, Love. That's the first thing I was like, you need to make a movie out of this now. So there you go. Magic, passion, love. Hmm. And of course, off air, I said it, I think of Magic Mike, but anyways, we'll get out of that. We'll get out of my head for a minute. <laughs> Sexy men, um, we like that. <laughs> yes, I do. But I'm happily married. So I, I just like seeing my sexy man. Yeah, but so, we, can, we can like sexy men and still love your husband. That's true. That is true. So when I think of magic, hmm, good question. So when I think of magic, I think of manifesting, manifesting passion, um, flirtatious. I think of flirtatious. I, by nature, I'm a very flirtatious person. However, I've curved it a lot since becoming married. Um, and love, well, to me, to me, I know there's several different forms of love, but when I think of love, I think of my family. I, I really do. You know, I, to me, family is everything. And sometimes my actions don't speak like my words do, because I mean, I could allow other things to get in the way instead of being with my family. Um, but I'm getting back to that and making them top priority instead of everything else. So magic. Yeah. That's, that's what I think of when I think of those three words now together. Not sure. Magical unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, they, they do have a lot. And I think, um, I love how you think passion for flirtatious, you know, um, because passion is also something that can drive you, but you, there's an element of flirtatiousness when you, if you were to apply that flirtatiousness, when you're in your moment of trying to push through a task or something, the passion yes. to make it happen, why not bring some of that flirtatious energy into it and kind of fun, you know? I love that. That's because what I, I thought of when you said it. Yeah. The first, okay. So like, um, I was trying to think of, uh, there, there was a week that I had, it was just magical. And I'm thinking, what did I do that week that was magical? And I had, like, I was flirting with everybody in like, in a good way. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like bad yeah. or anything, but Not I was just thinking, right, exactly. And I was just, just like, that's when I had the most fun. And that's when the magic happened. You know, mm -hmm. that's when everything was fun. Everything was floating. Everything was like the way it was supposed to be. So yeah, I need to bring that back. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And I think love is, it's about, it's all about love and family is love, whether it's your biological family or your, you know, your, your created family, but you need to have that strong source of fam familiar love to really be grounded. It is. Um, Completely off topic, but since we like to do that, as a, I'm a, a, an event planner, I've planned a lot of events. 
And if you want to have a successful event of, you know, like a, a networking event or a professional event, I highly recommend having at least two or three plants in the party that go around and flirt with people and talk to people to make sure that everybody's having a conversation. We love that. You know, and I got that idea when I was thinking, I was watching Western movies and the Sloan Hall girls, you know, they go around and they're talking. I mean, of course they're trying to get, you know, the guys, whatever, but they're flirting with everybody and everyone's having a good time. So you need to have some flirt plants. And it's not about, you know, hey, you want to go out for dinner or, you know, want to do, it's just, hey, you know, what you doing? How, you know, like, you know, just talking to people and it's not everybody has that talent, but everybody likes to be talked to. Yes. Everyone likes to be flirted with. Yes. Everybody wants to be he heard, seen, and appreciated. Yes. Yes. So yes. I hear you. I see you. And I appreciate you, Dorothy. Well, thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank we're going to take a thank you. We're going to take a, one quick break and we'll be right back to finish our lovely zip zap of positive energy that I'm getting from Dorothy this morning. All right. Right back. And we're back. So I love the in-between segment conversations as well. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you know, they're so good. So um, yeah, this has been such an amazing conversation. It's been divine timing for me. I have definitely, um, you know, as we all can agree, this we're, the world is changing. Things are happening. It uh, can be very overwhelming. And then here we are trying to build, make a business, you know, and, and also work our jobs and, raise our families and, you know, be good communities, you know, community citizens. So I wanted um, to sort of um, give ourselves a little zip zap of positive energy to each other. So I'm going to give you a little zip zap and then I would love for you to give me one. And for those of you listening, this is for you as well. So, okay. So, love cause that. we can all have, we all need a good girlfriend, you know? Yes. So I'm going to tell you this. Dorothy, you are so fucking cool. As you know, I have the fucking cool women society, but you are definitely a fucking cool woman. And for you to take the time and want to work with veterans is so powerful because as we talked about, they need support, you know, and, but this doesn't mean when you can't take care of yourself as well. So often we get so invested in our projects or working for other people that we forget to take care of ourselves and we have to remember to take care of our mental health our emotional health and it's okay to take a nap and it's okay to run out in the rain and just sing and pretend to be a child i love um drawing and doodling and i just want to encourage you and everyone Whenever you're feeling a little, ugh, grab some markers, grab a piece of paper and just, <laughs> my hands are waving, I'm on a video. Just <laughs> scribble it up, say, you know, write some curse words, write it up and then crunch it up and burn it. You know, you are allowed to feel all the feelings you're feeling and you're doing an amazing job with what you're doing. So don't ever forget that you're a fucking cool woman. And if you're listening to this and you're a woman, you are a fucking cool woman. And if you're listening to this, you're probably a fucking cool man because you like me. <laughs> I love that. 
so all right so all right well joanne you are a fucking badass and i love being the fucking cool woman so i love all of that and i just love how you yourself have put a nation of hope around us all with your project circles of hope project um and i love what you're doing to transform everybody's life with that and how you know from across the nation you're collecting these these um i forget exactly circles. what Circles of hope. Yes, circles. <laughs> circles of hope. <laughs> circles of hope. And just really bringing the entire world together as we all collectively, I believe we part, I believe if we were all to look at those circles, that they would definitely be uniformed in some way as that we're all manifesting the same thing. So, uh, Joanne, like that is amazing that you decided to put a world project together and to, you know, to, to help transform life from inside out. Because I believe you are definitely um, a master at that. And you have this gift of just really um, bringing out what the other person needs to hear. You're, you're freaking amazing at that. And I just love that you are able to do that. And, you know, you're right. Like giving yourself that downtime that you need and to so that we can be creative. Um, and you are definitely a creative being. I mean, if you could see the painting behind Joanne right now, it's absolutely amazing. I love that you did that. And uh, if you've ever been on her website, you'll see some of the cool um, creative things that she has on there too. And Joanne, you are just like a beacon of light, love and happiness for us all here in Canada and the United States, since <laughs> we're right. both, we're international on the show today. Yes, um, we are. Yes. So I just want to thank you for that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Wow, that was great. I had a I had a friend who was a Mexican and he once said, the American dream doesn't belong to the United States. The American dream is North America, Central America, and South America. So we're living the American dream. Always remember that, you know. Absolutely. Oh, well, if you all want to get to know Dorothy a little better, please be sure to check out all of her links in the show descriptions. And um, her live. Um, if you're on LinkedIn, it's Wednesday nights that you do your live um, podcast. I've on, got one uh, Monday nights and one Wednesday night. Okay. Yep. Okay. Cause I know I was on the Wednesday night one, right? So Monday yep. night or Wednesday night. So two nights yes. a week and highly recommend I've, I've watched it a few times and I've met some amazing people on it. And, um, and then we'll also leave links about her nonprofit so you can support her because are you still doing that raffle is that raffle still happening yes the raffle is still happening um we need 2222 tickets sold okay um and so yes it's a six-month freedom boat club membership the main prize is in winter haven florida but if you live anywhere and there are 350 locations you could use it up to four times go have fun uh you don't need a boat either that you provide the boat so it's absolutely amazing. Um, it's like a dream come true for voters. And so, yeah, it, it's just, and you get a t-shirt, a camaraderie rescue mission t-shirt. So a value of over $7,500, your ticket is a hundred dollars. So yeah, so yeah. buy tons. Yes, and <laughs> share with veteran. all your friends. Yeah, share give it to a birthday present. Give it to, yeah, yes. yes. Um, it, it would be a great gift to give to somebody, to a client you know, exactly. give a chance to win, you know? So yeah, all that information will be in the show notes and we will um, definitely be sharing that. And I guess, you know, 
I, I feel, I feel, I feel, you know, just so loved. So thank you so much for joining me. And um, if anybody wants to support this podcast, you can go to my Patreon site, go to my website. And of course, Circles of Hope, it's always looking for people to get involved. So check that out as well. Well, Dorothy, have a great day. You too. Let's manifest. The Positive Energy Podcast is produced by me, Joanne Morton. I want to thank you so much for listening. And if you'd like more information on how to get involved with Circles of Hope, co-creating positive energy, the interactive community engagement art project, which is building the world's largest hanging mobile, please reach out to me on my website, which is joannemorton.com. And to support this podcast and my art project, please consider going to patreon.com backslash magic passion love and be a supporter until next time. Enjoy your day.